0: Are you curious about that one supplement that I take every single day? In fact, multiple times a day? Head on over to Organifi.com forward slash Varga. Use promo code Varga to save 20% off of your next order. Why I love Organifi is they are glyphosate free, non-GMO, superfoods, and adaptogenic fruit juice blends. Superfoods are really important for your everyday metabolic processes, and adaptogens are really key to help you overcome stress in stressful situations. Stress is designed to being alive, ladies and gentlemen, let's just make sure we have adaptogens on board so we can cruise through that stress, overcome those obstacles with greater grace and ease. Enjoy today's episode on the School of Radiance podcast, and you're going to love Organifi. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to today's episode on the newly rebranded Always Radiant Skin Podcast. I'm thrilled to have you all joining me here today and our special guest, Dr. Erin Kinney. We are going to be discussing unveiling the path to optimal wellness and nourishing our mind, body, and soul for clear skin, and slowing aging. Let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. Dr. Kinney is a naturopathic doctor, speaker and podcast host who helps stressed out patients improve their mood, balance their hormones and increase their energy. She's incredibly passionate about teaching her patients to understand why stress causes so many problems in the body and how they can change their response to stress so they can take back control In both their bodies and their lives. She received a Bachelor of Arts from Vanderbilt University and was a summa cum laude graduate of the University of Bridgeport College of Naturopathic Medicine. Welcome, welcome, welcome Dr. Erin Kinney. How are you today?
1: I'm great. I'm so thrilled to be here.
0: I'm thrilled to have you here. We recently just recorded an episode on Radiance and skin health on your show and Here you are here. I love it. So to kick things off on the whole radiance thing, the trillion dollar question, I love to ask everyone, what is radiance
1: to you? Such a good question. I I love that you ask everyone this question. So radiance to me, I think is, we talked about this earlier today, when we talked about kind of the elevated emotions. I think when someone is radiant you can see love and gratitude and joy almost like permeating through them. It's like you just look at them and you're like, I can't help but be attracted to whatever it is in you that is coming out of you in such like an amazing fashion. So I think like when when you notice someone is radiant, it's like you can't help but want to love them because they're emitting so much love. So I guess that's what radiance is to me. I think my answer might've changed since the last time you, you asked me that, but I think that's what my answer is today.
0: Excellent. Yes, this question is likely going to evolve. uh, Over time, the more we know about health and optimal wellness and all of that as well. And my angle is the more pure we are, the more radiant we're going to be, and the less stressed out we're going to be. Yes. I know that's what you focus on is helping people overcome the daily stressors we can all experience. Speaking of your experience, what is your personal journey and your story and what led you to develop solutions for sleep, stress, and balancing hormones?
1: Well, when I was in my early 20s, I, um, I got really, really burnt out. I finished college. I was a vegan at the time and I was running marathons and my stress level was through the roof. I started working for my family business, which was industrial manufacturing. I was traveling, doing sales. It was not a great dynamic with family. Nothing about my life was happy or joyful, or there was no radiance coming out of me. Let's put it that way. And I got severely depressed. I gained a lot of weight. I was sleeping all the time. I went from running, you know, 40 to 50 miles a week to I couldn't even take, you know, a half a mile walk around the block. My joints hurt. I was it was off. I was crying all the time. And I went to see my GP. And this was before my foray into naturopathic medicine. And he, before I could finish saying, oh, I think I might be depressed. He'd written me a prescription for Wellbutrin and kind of sent me on my way. And I just, that didn't, it didn't feel right. I was like, there's got to be a better answer. It seems like, you know, I don't know that I'm eating quite properly. Something seems off in my chemistry. And I was in therapy at the time and I was discussing with her, like, you know, is is this the answer? Is it, should I take the medication? What should I do? And she's like, you know. I just had lunch with this doctor. He does some sort of natural medicine. He was a naturopathic doctor. And she's like, I think you should go see him. So I went and he spent two hours with me and we talked about everything from, you know, what my emotional state was like, what my stress levels looked like. He ran full blood work. He looked at all my different nutrient levels, all my antioxidants, looked at my hormones. And I was severely deficient in iron B12. My cortisol levels were really low. My hormones were extremely out of balance. And I worked with him for maybe three to four months, and. Didn't take very long. I was, you know, I was 23 years old, so I was pretty young, but I was 80% back to normal very, very quickly. And I was like, wow, this is really, really cool. Fast forward a couple years later, I I started working in a different industry and I ended up going back to have lunch with that doctor. And I was like, I think I want to do this. Like, I think I want to help other people feel as good as I feel after feeling so horrible. And he actually was funny. He told me not. He was like, don't become a naturopathic doctor. It's a really uphill battle. You have to run your own practice. And I was like, that sounds just like I want, what I want to do. I would like to run my own business and, and I like a challenge. So anyways, I went back to naturopathic school and because of what I went through, I was like, I really want to help other people that get so burnt out and are just, you know, given a prescription without really diving into like, hey, what? what could be, you know, this was way before biohacking was a thing, but I feel like a lot of the things that he had me do were the basics of what biohacking, you know, he was having me get outside in the morning. He was making me reduce my screen time. He was, you know, I was doing gentle exercise. I was doing lymphatic stuff. He also had me on supplements and, but it was, it was rebalancing and rebooting my system so that I could operate the way I was designed to operate. And so so that was kind of what drove me to wanting to help other women, men and women who kind of struggled with the same thing that I did.
0: What's the prevalence you're seeing of that? This The same story that you went through with the clients you work with?
1: So pretty high. I mean, we tend to attract, you know, the clientele that we, I think, resonate with. And so um, I think more so in the last few years since the pandemic, burnout has been really, really prevalent. Um, and I used to only mainly, mainly treat women, but now I'm seeing equal equal incidences of men and women, um, more so men in the last year actually, which I found really interesting. I think men are really, really not feeling good and not used to asking for help kind of in this way, but they're like, wow, I, don't, I really don't feel good. And I don't really want to take a medication. I'd really like to figure out kind of what, what can I do to you know, to enhance my health and optimize my health so I can feel better. So my hormones are going to be better. And, um, and you know, and a lot of people come in Usually when they first come in to see me, they're they're pretty burnt out. They're run down. Their system is not operating anywhere near where they want to be. But usually after anywhere between three to six months, I get them back to kind of their baseline. And then we start to work on, okay, let's start to optimize things. Let's start to prevent aging. Let's start to get you functioning way better than you ever thought you could have been functioning when you first came in. Cause usually when they're come in, they like, I just want to get back to normal and then we get back to normal. And I'm like, all right, now the real fun begins. Now we're going to like cut this out and we're going to start adding these fun things in. And, and it's, it's amazing. The transformations that I will see, I sometimes have patients come in and they tell me how much better they're feeling and my jaw drops. And I'm like, I, I mean, I've been doing this for almost 15 years and it's like, you'd think I would, I would get used to it, but I never do because it seems, it always seems so miraculous to me. And I know, I know you're a big fan, you know, being into faith and God. And I feel like that's always something that I address with my patients. We always talk about spirituality, what's your belief in higher power. And I always try to incorporate that. And the ones that really do that, I feel like they they get better so much faster. And again, it just always seems like such a miracle. I, I think the human body is a miracle just to begin with. Just, it's so amazing what the body can do when you give it what it needs and you take away what it doesn't need.
0: Amen, sister. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to see you know, society over the last number of decades, with women working more, and kind of quote, unquote, being praised for working like a man. And then what that can do is really interfere with that divine masculine and feminine energy exchange. And I'm curious if maybe you're picking up on that in some of your male clients, maybe they're getting a different vibe from their female clients, from their female partners that they might be hoping for.
1: Totally. It's really interesting to bring that up. I was, I recorded an episode with Dr. G. I don't know if you follow him, Dr. And we were, we were talking a lot about like masculine feminine energies and that most of us are pretty out of balance with that, especially like, I think we're in a very masculine world women in particular, were are kind of in the go, go, go all the time. And we're more in our masculine, which kind of makes men not able to be fully in their masculine. And there's a little bit of like a disconnect going on. Um, and we were talking a lot about like getting, getting more in touch with that feminine energy with the being open to receive and the relaxing and the, and which those practices are the ones that I always help my patients incorporate. It's like the first thing lifestyle would, you're like, okay, what, what are your, what do you do to relax currently in your life? And a lot of my patients are like, uh, what do you mean? Relax? Like what, what, is that sleep at night? And I'm like, no, no, no. What during the day makes you feel good? What makes you feel joy? And, and this is like the first step. I see your next question is how do we be more balanced is you have to have time in the rest and digest or the parasympathetic part of your nervous system. And that's, you get there by relaxing, you get there by engaging in sexual pleasure. You get there by, um, you know, taking a quiet walk in nature, you get there by unplugging, you get there by, um, doing anything that brings you joy. Like joy is one of my favorite ways to kind of hack you out of fight flight. It's like, all right, you know, maybe blow some bubbles or interact with a child or do something that makes you laugh. And when you do that, you become much more present. And again, it gets you out of that stress mode and gets you into the like, Oh, feel good mode. And when you feel good, your body is going to be more likely to heal more likely to create the sex hormones that give us, you know, make our skin, like the estrogen and progesterone that gets our our skin glowing and that gets our sex drive going and less likely to be constantly producing cortisol and the other stress hormones, which we need. We need cortisol. Cortisol is really important for energy. It's important as an anti-inflammatory, but if you're constantly in stress mode and having to pump out a lot of cortisol, that starts to cause some problems and the body sometimes starts to steal from your sex hormones, your estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone in order to keep up with the cortisol production. And then we start to see a really not so great imbalance in the sex hormones.
0: Mm -hmm. And just the way that we interact with ourselves and others for sure is going to interact with the hormones that we create. Yes, the last few years, I perhaps was a little too masculine for my liking, looking back at photos of myself, being an avid outdoor enthusiast, four by four, being in nature, full day, once a week, and it really helped me reduce my stress. However, in that same process, I was, you know, letting my masculine come out to play maybe a little too much. So now, yes, getting into that beautiful, soft, feminine, creative energy is excellent, and then, yes, of course, the male counterparts love to be in the presence of that, rather than in the woman oh. who's, you know, constantly checking her phone and it's got this task and that task and stressed out. I mean, that in and of itself is going to crush somebody's sex drive yes. and desire.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, I'm glad we touched on that. Let's talk a little bit about chronic stress. Sure, there's going to be times where we experience obstacles, which we will overcome. This is the whole concept of resilient radiance and resilient beauty. But what happens when the body is constantly in this fight or flight state? And how does that
1: affect our aging? Yeah, well, so so when you're stuck in constant fight flight, and I touched on this a little bit, anytime we're in fight flight, you're going to produce cortisol and you're going to produce adrenaline, which allow gives our body the energy to deal with whatever the stressor was that tripped us into fight flight. And we were designed to be in that state. And then we were designed to come out of that state. And kind of, that's what resilience is, is you know coming out of fight flight back into that rest phase. Chronic fight flight is when you're stuck in fight flight. You don't ever take, you don't ever come out of, you don't ever come back to parasympathetic. And when you're in that, you're going to burn through your cortisol and burn through your adrenaline. You'll be pumping it out like crazy. And that can do a couple of things. One, the you'll have high levels of cortisol initially, which can start to cause some not so great things in the body, but eventually you'll start to have a decline in cortisol. And one of the things that cortisol does, particularly for our skin, for wrinkles, for, um, for muscular health, for all the things that we kind of associate with aging, it, it acts as an anti-inflammatory. So it helps to down-regulate inflammation. And so once our cortisol, if our cortisol levels start to decline, we tend to see an upregulation in inflammatory processes. So, you know, people can start to get more wrinkles. We can have acne, we can have rashes. We can have not so great things going on in the skin. But also I start to see patients will have muscle aches and joint pain, and some of the other things that we associate with aging, like, oh, I just don't feel very good. My bones feel creaky. I feel like I don't have, you you might not have as much energy. And this all comes from, again, when you're in chronic stress, cortisol levels will start to decline. Again, they're usually higher at the beginning, but eventually they will start to fall. And that usually has a big impact on our aging. The other thing is when we're in chronic stress, Um, the body has a much higher need for antioxidants in order to combat some of the free radicals that we undergo and antioxidants keep us looking young and youthful and beautiful and keep us from aging really. So, and if we're using up our antioxidants at a much rapid, much more rapid pace, we're not going to be able to have those available to slow down aging. So there's a lot of other things, but those are the two biggest things I think is the decline in cortisol and the decline in available antioxidants that we have.
0: Yes, I 100% agree with you in respects to antioxidants, the top three supplements that I like to use for skin and reducing stress and being a resilient beauty, antioxidants, omegas, and collagen. Really, really, really key in my opinion. And I see the difference when I'm outside in the sun, I can be outside for longer, my body isn't going to burn. So this is a perfect plug for today's sponsor which is Organifi. And if you haven't tried Organifi yet, this is one of the number one uh, products out there that I love. They make my favorite superfood juice powder blends, save 20% at Organifi.com Varga and use code Varga and start drinking your adaptogens, superfoods and antioxidants in a deliciously easy way, actually for you and your whole family. Just sip on these throughout the day. They really actually helped me when I was going through a big transition phase myself to stay on the straight and narrow and not be in that fight or flight state constantly and tank those adrenals. So thank you for highlighting the importance of taking antioxidants. No problem. All right. we got to talk about hormones here. So we talked a little bit about hormones earlier, but what exactly does chronic stress do to our hormones
1: so if we're talking sex hormones estrogen progesterone testosterone typically chronic stress will lower those hormones so i have a saying that your body's either making stress hormones or it's making sex hormones when we're in fight flight all of the blood flow is going to our arms and our legs we don't get a lot of blood flow to the ovaries to the uterus to the testes so one because there's a lack of blood flow there the body just doesn't really make a lot of those sex hormones if there's no blood flow to the organ organs two if you think about it if you know the usually the purpose of sex is to procreate when the system's in chronic stress mode, biologically, we don't want to procreate. Let's say there was a famine and your system's really stressed. You might not want to bring a child into, you know, overall where there's a famine. So there's this biological urge or sense in our bodies where it's like, uh, if we're under chronic stress, we probably don't want to be procreating. So the body will actually downregulate the production of those hormones. It's kind of just the way our operating system works. Right? So, so when we're under chronic stress, sex is not high on the priority list. And, one of my favorite ways to kind of, if you are stressed out and particularly if you're going through menopause as a female and your sex drive is really low, it actually is helpful to engage in some sort of sexual activity or sensual activity. You know, you could be kissing your partner or massage or touch or intercourse, if that's kind of what you're feeling, because that will bring more blood flow to, you know, the abdominal area, which, or to the vagina or the penis. And when we get more blood flow there, we actually will make more of those sex hormones. So, um, So chronic stress, again, has a major impact on the sex hormones. It also can have a big impact on your blood sugar and on your thyroid, which are two other important parts of the um, endocrine system. Typically, chronic stress will affect conversion of T4 into T3, and T3 is your active form of thyroid hormone. So I see a lot of women that come in and they're really stressed out and they start to have decline in their thyroid function which can look like weight gain it can look like hair loss it can look like change in hair um, texture it can look like dry skin it can look like acne lots of you know lots of different things constipation and that often can come from how the chronic stress has affected your thyroid hormone Um, so that's another big one and then blood sugar is another big one if we're kind of touching on hormones when you're under chronic stress anytime you're under any sort of stress and cortisol levels are high, your blood sugar will also be high. One of the jobs of cortisol is to tell the liver to break down stored glucose, which is called glycogen. So whether you've eaten or not, if you're stressed out, your blood sugar is going to go up. And if your blood sugar is, stays high in the bloodstream, it will actually, that will increase aging tremendously. So stress, that's, that's another mechanism I didn't mention, but stress can impact aging in that way because blood sugar levels will be elevated. So, um, so chronic stress will also be affecting blood. And if blood sugar is dysregulated, it can have a major impact on all of those hormones that we just discussed. It makes it harder for the body to keep your sex hormones regulated. It makes it harder for the body to keep the thyroid regulated. So all of these hormones play together very intricately. And when we're stressed out, it affects the way that they are supposed to work together. Mm -hmm.
0: What would you say chronic stress timeline is six
1: months or so? Oh, I'd say you probably can flip into it a little sooner than that. So, um, I'd say anything over like two to three months would be like so if, if you've got some sort of situation that's keeping you in that fight flight mode and and a lot of the patients that i see maybe they're maybe it's not such maybe they don't have a situation they might just be so used to being stressed out that their body just operates that way and i mean our our everyday lives the way that Western society is set up, it's pretty much where most of us are in chronic stress. It might not be life or death, chronic stress. It might not be a move or, you know, loss of a job or a pandemic. We've all definitely experienced that in the last few years, but you know, even just little daily stress, like if you're a parent and you've got multiple children and they're, you know, you're trying to balance the schedule and run a household and maybe take care of a spouse and maybe aging parents or a dog, all of that little stuff that can add up to chronic stress. If you're not taking the time to make sure you're getting adequate, downtime and adequate relaxation practices so if you're not getting that then your body will kind of stay stuck in that stress mode will leave you in a chronically stressed state even though this is funny i get a lot of patients that come in and i'll say hey what's your stress level like and they're like i'm not really that stressed out you know, I have a good, I have a good marriage. I've happy kids. My, I make plenty of money. You know, they kind of hit on those things and they're like, but I don't, but they're presenting to me like they're under a lot of stress. And that can either be one of two things. Either their system is kind of stuck in that stress mode. And that's kind of just the way they like to operate, as I just mentioned, or sometimes that can indicate that there's some sort of internal stressor. And I know you and I chatted about this earlier, you know, looking at parasites or Lyme, or um, sometimes nutrient deficiencies can do that. So I like to call them internal stressors. So something could be actually happening inside the body that could be keeping their system in a stress state, in a chronic stress state, essentially.
0: Mm -hmm. I love your word choices here, how the body operates. And when you're asking people, you know, how are they in their day or connecting at an event or, you know, client intake, what you're gonna get is the public life version. Then we have the private life version. Then we have the secret life version. This is all part of psychological profiling. I love, I love psychological analyses and all these things. The psychology of radiance and beauty is, is quite intriguing to me. And so once you dig a little bit deeper, then you go from the public to then the private, mm-hmm. right? And then that's where we can make the adjustments in our lives. And the other thing that, you know, we're going through life. We have things that we need to take care of, the household, I think that tweaking the intention around the different tasks that we have to do and actually being grateful for doing those things, switching out of that negative, oh, I have to get this done, blah, blah, blah. But instead, actually having an attitude of gratitude, yes, I get to do this, could be a really simple strategy to reframe uh, how we're operating.
1: Well, and that's one of my favorite ways. You know, when when someone comes in and it's very clear that their system is just, stuck in that stress mode, the way out of that, I mean, we have herbs and other things that we can do to kind of hack the system, but it's starting to develop micro practices throughout the day that just like you said, like a little bit of a, a little bit of a shift on the way you look at something, like let's have a gratitude, you know, let's look at this from a gratitude perspective versus I I don't want to do that. And just that when you're in that state of gratitude, or if you are able to do something that brings you a little bit of joy, that hacks you out of that stress state. It'll bring you back to the present moment. It'll bring you back into the body, into that rest and digest phase. And so, but it takes practice. And if you're so used to being on the go, 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 go mode all the time, it, again, it just, it takes practice. Just like if you were to, if you've never been a runner and you want to run a 5k, you'd have to practice running, right? You'd have to like run every day in order to become good at it. So a lot of us, we have to practice relaxing in order to get better at that.
0: Mm -hmm. One of the things I really like about what you do and also what you create is your adrenal assist product that's linked in the show notes here. And in my opinion, I don't really think we can overdo it on adaptogens, especially over these last couple of years. I have a tremendous adaptogen stack and there's no way personally for those listening on the show here, you know, I've been going through quite the journey the last couple six months, myself as well, into this beautiful, new, transformative, deeper version of myself. And adrenal support is huge. One of the things I really like about the ingredients in your adrenal assist optimal harmony blend
1: is the fact that there is spleen in there. Yes. Well, about that. Uh, so, I mean, one of the biggest things that I, when I, you know, when I shared my story about, you know, I was, I was burnt out. My adrenals were burnt out. And um, over the years, treating patients that have, are burnt out, you know, I looked at diet and I will look at hormones and I'll kind of treat that. But I started to find out that there's oftentimes so many infectious underlying causes, like I said, some of those internal stressors. And so I find the Epstein-Barr virus, Lyme, other, you know, herpes family viruses to be a big component in people that are burnt out. And you know, sometimes this could be they were burnt out, and that's what caused their immune system to take a dip, and that's why this viral load kind of crept up. Regardless of how it came to be, a high viral load on your system is going to stress the system out tremendously. And so, um, I I added the spleen in there because spleen is really, really important for helping the immune system function. It helps with red blood cell production. Um, And so that's, it's bovine spleen. I really love glandulars. I'm a big fan. There's also a little bit of glandular adrenal in that product, just a little bit, but I find that the small doses of glandulars make such a big difference when you're supplementing, when you're doing adaptogens. Um, So that, that adrenal assist, it, it works really well. If you have adrenal um, issues. But if you also get sick all the time, it's got a really nice immune system blend in there. Um, it's got some blood sugar support. There's some chromium, there's some zinc, there's some other um, There's magnesium, magnesium, love it's, magnesium. It's a great blend. And it's not too because you when people are really, really burnt out, we can go a little bit stronger on some of the glandulars and some of the things that you might not want to just take over the counter. But this one's it's safe for everyone to take over the counter and people feel amazing on it. They feel so good on it. I take it every it's like the one thing that i don't miss i'm like all right i gotta take my adrenals and as you you know adaptogen support is so amazing i'm a huge fan i take that i'm really big on mushrooms i love medicinal mushrooms um they're amazing for adaptogenic support they're also amazing for your immune system they're great for blood sugar balance they're great for skin health they're just you can't go wrong with the mushroom blend
0: yes the spleen really stood out to me i've been a regular blood donor for oh. many, many years. And I was chatting with my TCM, getting some acupuncture done and relayed that, you know, I'd like to start a family in the next couple of years when the timing is right. Divine timing, of course. And he said, stop donating blood and support your spleen. So I'm really excited to get my hands on some of your products. You have spleen
1: chi deficiency?
0: Uh, He didn't say that he just recommended to no longer donate if I'm in a quote unquote preconception phase. And I'm being really intentional on this preconception phase. We're talking years of just detoxing. That's one of my big motivators as well to stay as pure as possible and
1: detox. And then you just get the best hair, skin, nails of your life as well. It's amazing. Well, that's the other thing. When you start taking adrenal support, that's one of the biggest things people will say. They're like, oh my gosh, my hair is amazing. My nails are growing like crazy and I have to clip them all the time. I'm like, "Yep. Yeah, when your adrenals are supported, it's what, it's. It, yeah, it's great. You don't have to get, you don't have to get them. I, my nails grow so fast. I have to cut them like every two days or they're clicking on my computer. I can't get manicures because I have to get, I would have to get them done every like twice a week because they would look so bad. But, but- yeah, it's, that's B vitamins and that's adrenal for it and adaptogens. It's really what, what does it?
0: Yeah. Thanks for bringing up the nail thing because a lot of us, we feel pressure to appear a certain way, especially for women. We're living in a society where it's a lot of comparison, especially with social media. And I actually recommend that people stop getting their nails done because when you're going to a nail salon, you're exposing yourself to so many toxins. Just get your body right. And your nails will be incredible.
1: They um do anything and they'll look like a yeah. french manicure without you doing anything i yeah.
0: know look at this <laughs> yeah my nails they just don't break they're super strong and i play guitar and so that's kind of annoying when they grow so fast
1: <laughs> yeah, you know them all the time right well this yeah. it goes for your hair and i mean what i like to explain to people is your body heals from the inside out so when your hair skin and nails are not doing well, that usually means internally the body is not doing well. So, and usually when I'm working with patients and if that is part of their complaint list is hair, skin, nails being an issue, you know, but they also have digestive issues or they have, you know, fatigue or hormonal imbalances. I usually tell them like the body will fix those first. And then once those are imbalanced, then you'll start to see, oh my gosh, my hair is growing like crazy. My nails are going like crazy. So it's a really good sign if your hair, nails and skin are in good health, the inside you're doing well as well. I had, um, surgery in January. It was funny. The first thing I noticed was for the six weeks after surgery, my nails, which they were horrible. Like they were chipping and my hair, my hair fell out, but my body was so focused on healing, you know, the, the scars and you're know, healing the, the surgical wounds. But then I think like about a month ago, I was like, Oh, my nails are back to normal. So I was like, all right, things are healed. I'm, I'm back to I'm back to making good nails and hair.
0: Oh yeah. General anesthetic is really difficult on the body um, to clear those toxins. And yes, I've had surgery in the past as well, and I really noticed a difference in my skin. However, I healed super fast, and my practitioners were like, "What? Yeah, what? How did you you do?"
1: Fan of any sort of surgery to get like a high dose vitamin C drip before one day before and a couple days after, and you're you'll have way less bruising. Your surgical incisions will heal incredibly fast. You know, the more vitamin C you can get and saturate the cells with that, healing just happens. because you know, vitamin C you have to have for collagen production. And it's, it's super important. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, of IV therapy, particularly vitamin C IV therapy.
0: Excellent. Yeah, it's, it's so important. In my last recent paper that I just published, it's a huge paper on environmental toxins and the skin. As I mentioned earlier, when we recorded and that not only you know, before surgery, but before aesthetic procedures, before getting a laser or some type of body contouring or an aesthetic surgery or other type of non-surgical options that are available to really ensure that that toxic bucket is as empty as possible before doing something because the rejuvenation in and of itself will add a degree of healing to the toxic bucket. To the effect, I had something done a couple of years ago and I noticed it tanked my HR be. I was very surprised to see that. And it just goes to show you that, you know, anytime we do something rejuvenation wise, you do need to take inventory of what your operating system is up to, and the status of it so that you recover faster, and that your body actually makes better collagen and elastin, especially when you're fueling yourself in the best way possible. Any uh, anything to add to that?
1: No, I think that was a great, great explanation, and yeah, yeah, great.
0: Okay, so let's uh, let's get nice and positive here, shall we? Yeah. What are your favorite ways to calm the nervous
1: system down? All right. Well, my number one favorite way, and this is something that if you're feeling like you're activated a lot or you can't calm down, is I call it getting horizontal for ten minutes. So you just lay flat and the laying flat's really important because that allows the blood pressure to go down it allows the heart rate to go down it allows to tell the body oh hey i'm safe so and if your bed is somewhere you feel comfortable like laying down for 10 minutes in the middle of the day not before bed at nighttime this is some time to like tell your system it's okay to chill out you could listen to music this is a nice time to practice a meditation but you don't even have to do that you could just lay down for 10 minutes and no screens no phones but just lay and enjoy like feeling supported by ground bed yoga mat whatever it is so that's number one and that's usually a really easy thing for someone to add in it's not complicated um, and it can it can be really life-changing if you start to do something like this if you want to hack it up a little bit like you could lay down and expose yourself to red light or you know there's some other things you can do to kind of make it a habit stack but just the practice of laying down flat is is a really good one to start I'm obviously a huge fan of meditation, um, which, you know, I I recommend to everyone. Sometimes people aren't quite ready for that. Um, I'm also a big fan if you're, if lying down or being too still is not quite, you're not quite ready for that, is a mindful walk. So being outside in nature, it's great if you can take your shoes off so you can be connected to the ground, have a little bit of grounding going on. Um, Being in nature or just looking at plants in general is really calming for the nervous system. There's so much amazing research where even if you just look at a picture of a plant, it tells the body to reduce cortisol production and gets you, gets you out of fight flight. So surround yourself with plants. It can be super helpful. Um, and then I really like prayer practice. I'm like really big on prayer. And when you combine prayer and meditation, you know, the prayer is the asking and the meditation is the listening, but having a regular conversation or connection to a higher, higher, um, higher power is so helpful. And what it does is if you believe in a higher power and you're regularly asking for things like, Hey, I really need some support today. It just makes your body feel so supported. So if there's something that you're stressed about or worried about, and you know that like that higher power has got your back, you're going to be able to relax a little bit more. Your nervous system's going to be like, Oh, I can take a deep breath. I don't have to be, I don't have to be like ready for the next thing. Cause I know God's taking care of it. So you know, and most of my listeners and patients have a spiritual practice and I'm assuming most of the people listening to this show have a spiritual practice, but it's so important to lean into that. Especially if you're feeling like you're activated all the time, ask God for help. Hey God, can you help me relax a little bit? Or can you help me with whatever, whatever you have on your plate, like ask him to help you out and it him or whatever you believe in It, it. It's, it's such an amazing practice and it, it, I think it's probably the number one thing that you can do that will increase your radiance and slow down your aging. Wouldn't you? I mean, I know you agree. Oh, yeah. I
0: started to observe this over many years of working with clients and offering rejuvenation. The clients that would come to see me that looked the best, that were 60 to 90, that had never done anything, they all had, you heard me say this before. Body, mind, spirit, and energy practices. And the energy practices were typically yoga or Qigong. Mind was being creative. I play guitar. I love to, you know, let my inner child play in nature. Not so much the masculine anymore. Now it's the inner child. And the spiritual practice, this is something that's very individual to each person. Don't be afraid of doing it wrong. Just initially call in your protection so that you are uh, protected when you rise, and also before going to bed, oftentimes we forget that, you know, maybe there's some, there's some interference, there's some static in the operating system that literally just needs to be cleared out, whether that's energetic, or whether it's trauma. And I'll be the first to tell you doing some deep trauma release has made huge impacts on stress levels. And I I mentioned that in a previous episode already. So I won't get into details of that. Uh, but when the nervous system's dysregulated, you really got to get on top of the air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, and regular detoxing to get rid of those toxins that are central nervous system disruptors. And so that's why I, you know, preach every single episode be as pure as possible. We're talking like priestess kind of pure, right? As pure as you possibly can, so that you can listen to what your body, mind, spirit are trying to tell you to do, and sometimes to
1: slow down Yeah and I think that slow down that's that's a really good message is it's okay to slow I think and everyone needs to hear that it's okay to slow down. It's okay to not be running a million miles a minute. it's okay to not be busy all the time. it's okay to just be And that's that's a concept that's a little bit hard in our go-go-go culture. But that's ultimately, you know, what, what we all need to do is to just figure out, it, it might just be the micro moments. How can you, in the small moments, slow your life down a little bit?
0: Absolutely. One of the things I would notice with clients that would work with me that weren't of that ultra radiant mindset and being and comparing them to those women who would come to see me And I would ask them how their day is going. They say, oh, I'm so busy with this, that, the other thing. But they wear that busyness as a badge of honor. However, when I see people that I think are truly living their best lives, which I'm going to ask you how you do that, because I see you, you're a beautiful, radiant woman doing great things in the world, sharing positive messages. This badge of busyness really keeps, keeps perpetuating this stressed out mindset so reframing an operating system or framework you might be in now, when people ask you how you're doing, don't say busy. And then also on the flip side, notice when you're engaging with people, what those individuals are like, some of their traits that they have, when they say they're busy. And be more of, oh, you know, I had a great day, had some great connections, I got to do this, that, the other thing, it was a lovely day. And, you know, this happened, which I had to sort this out. However, when you overcome things, it's you're just going to look back and be like, yeah, confidence, I did that. How are you living your best life? What are some, some of your secrets?
1: So I love that you were just talking about that wearing a business is a badge of honor because I've been that before, multiple times in my life. And I it usually takes me about six months to be like, oh, wait, people are asking me how I am. And I keep saying, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And I, it doesn't usually, when I'm in that mode, it doesn't feel good. I'm not living my best life. I'm stressed out. I'm burnt out. I'm not sleeping well. Um, so for the past year and a half, I've really been cultivating more spaciousness in my life. That's been kind of my thing. I'm like, I just, I want to feel like I have space to connect, to be, to enjoy my children, to really enjoy my work. Because I, I I love my work. And I feel like that's part of me living my best life is giving information, treating my patients, running a business, running the podcast. I, I love, I love shining my light in the world in that way. I also really, really enjoy spending time. I have two girls, they're age seven and nine and they're like amazing little beings. And they constantly remind me of how to be present. And I feel like they're mini me. So they actually kind of are, it's like my inner child embodied in a, in a real human. So I get to watch, I'm like, Oh, that's my inner child. That's what she wants to do. So they're a beautiful reflection of that. So spending time with them, we travel a fair bit, but then in, in my like, Everyday moments, the way I live my best life, I tend to get up pretty early. In my morning practices, I meditate for a bit. I do a lot of journaling. I'm really big on gratitude journaling, um, and I, I take a walk every day, whether it's for five minutes or an hour. I just like to get outside. Usually, with I don't usually like to bring a phone or bring anything. I just like to be outside and have it be kind of a mindfulness practice and moving my body. Um, so that's kind of my morning, and then the evenings, I'm big on baths. I like to do anything that kind of gets me chilled out and relaxed because most of my days when I'm doing my work and shining my light, I tend to be a little bit activated. You know, when you're know, recording or you're speaking, you're, you know, I love doing it, but I'm in fight flight mode right now, right? Because I'm like, oh, I got to be on. I got to not mess up. I got to, right? You're you're activated. It's, it's good activation, but usually at the end of the day, I like to do things that help me relax and unwind. I'm currently writing a book, so I'm in this like writing process and that's kind of fun. It's like this little creative piece that's so... So yeah, I think I think currently my living my best life is allowing more of this spacious place to just to be and to create and to enjoy and connect and and not always be in the busy go 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 mode. And I'm so much happier when I'm like that. And when I'm happy, everyone around me is happy and you have more radiance when you're happier,
0: right? Absolutely. Yeah, the ways that I like to unplug is the best way for me to unplug and the moments when I'm living my best life is always in nature and it's usually with my girlfriends and the other day we were at the ocean and you know it was, it was just beautiful that the sun was out and then the sun was setting and then all of these animals started to show up we're talking a family of sea lions a family of sea otters eagle flew over twice blue heron flew by and then a doe a deer showed up right behind us and you know, I'm always fight or flight in in the woods, right? Oh my gosh, that bear a cougar because I've had multiple encounters and I didn't even hear this, this sweet little doe behind us. And I live for those moments. I live for those peaceful, restful nature moments with those who I love and can talk about really beautiful things and what we're grateful for and all of that. So that's when I know that I've made it is when I can have that time in my schedule to be in that way and I didn't used to be like that in the first part of my medical aesthetics career I was very much that jet set lifestyle you know one or two evenings a week I was either at a conference going to an event every couple weeks every two weeks or so flying here flying there teaching presenting and then I got in a car crash And I literally couldn't even sit on a plane. I mean, we, I was at a health conference the last time and I couldn't even stand, I couldn't even sit. I had to stand at the back of the room. And that really knocked me off course in the best way possible. So now I live a much slower life and I do things that I love and I do things that I choose, such as podcasting. It's so much fun. Would you say in your experience doing podcasting that you've learned more than oh perhaps in your your
1: degree. Well, that's a good question. I mean, I would say that I've learned more in practice than my degree. I mean, I don't know, in medical, like you learn the basics, right? in your in medical school or nursing school, you learn the basics. You learn all of the how to heal and how to really treat someone when you're in practice. I feel like I've learned more podcasting, not necessarily in a that has clinical like true clinical value, but more. I don't know how to describe it what the word I'm trying to go for. I've learned a lot of podcasting, let's put it that way. <laughs> I've definitely learned a lot. I've been doing it for, this is my third year and I I feel like I have gr- I have such great conversations and I really love connecting with people from all over all over the world, which is such a cool, right? It's so cool.
0: Yeah, it's quite a blessing for Aaron and I to connect on the show here, have a great conversation, enjoy the conversation and then be able to inspire those who listen to the show, because that's the biggest thing I hear from listeners who send me an email at info at rachelbarger.ca. They listen to this and it inspires them, gets them in a good vibe for their evening bath. One of my clients and listeners just said that she likes to listen while she's in the bath. And it comes into us making these choices to reduce stress, abolish those, banish those negative emotions, be in those positive emotional states, be grateful for the things that you get to do throughout the day instead of looking at them like a stressor. I mean, I'm guilty of this sometimes too, but then you catch yourself, then you start to retrain that operating system. Yeah. Do you have any closing words for us today, Dr.
1: Erin Kinney? Well, I think, you know, this this episode, we were going to nourish your mind, body, and soul. I think, you know, the more you can like get into your receiving, relaxing, chilled out and maybe kind of more feminine side, right? The the better your mind, body and soul is going to feel, you're going to be happier and you're going to exude more radiance. So, I think the closing words would be, you know, if you're listening to this and you're wanting to make a shift in your health is to maybe do less and try to be more and just have that kind of your mantra for a little while. How can you how can you chill out and relax and and receive and pray and meditate and be connected to nature. And that's, that's what I got, you know, be that person in the woods that's touching
0: all the leaves and hugging all the trees. (laughs) I'm that person. Um, Yeah. I'd love to end off on just some divine feminine and masculine traits to help with hormone balancing, reducing stress, just to, you know, give you guys some inspiration. So for, healthy balanced hormones for us to operate uh, in these ways for feminine selflessness energy for doing good humility contentment perseverance affection compassion patience empathy and love and then for the masculine strength confidence assertiveness energy for achievement endurance dignity curiosity decisiveness focus and reason Those are great things for us to focus on as we move through the rest of our beautiful vibe and day here. Thank you everyone for joining us here on the Always Radiant Skin Podcast. Learn more about today's guest in the show notes of today's episode. You can pick up her adrenal assist formula. The link is right there. I really like this formula. Check it out. Learn more about Dr. Aaron Kinney over at drerinkinney.com. And People can connect with you also on social media. You share some excellent things. So share where
1: people can connect and learn more with you. Sure. I hang out on Instagram a lot. I'm at Dr. Kinney. I'm at Dr. Kinney on TikTok and Facebook as well. So come come follow me and hang out. Excellent. And your podcast. Yes, my podcast is The Dr. Kinney Show. It's on all the
0: all the available places you can listen to podcasts. Fabulous. I'll be sure to share our episode when you publish that one as well with you and I from earlier today. Love you all so much. Thank you, Dr. Erin Caney, for joining us here on the Always Radiant Skin Podcast. And as always, be radiant, be a radiant beauty. And I'll see you again right here on the show. Bye. Have a great day, everybody.